Have you ever wondered how you can go from burnout and overwhelm and striving and self-sufficiency to really flourishing in God's favor and in his grace current? Well, today, my friends, I am bringing on one of my students, Carrie Hurley. She is going to share with you her amazing journey this week. And then next week, we're going to talk more about what she does as a result of flourishing. But today, welcome to the podcast, Carrie Hurley. Welcome to the Grace Current Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Will, Christian author, entrepreneur, and certified business coach. But confession, I did not get here by charging forward and asking God to bless my effort. Yeah, like me, have you found that road actually leads to a tough place of burnout and overwhelm with a healthy sad dish of doubt and confusion. But it's at this humbling place that I received an oh-so-sweet invitation to walk in the grace we have received. And friend, it is your inheritance too, and it comes from your Father who sits on a throne of grace. Yeah, it's how He gets things done in heaven and how He wants to collaborate with you on earth to see your life, your passions, your goals, and your God-sized dreams come to fruition with a clear path, exhilarating pace, without losing your peace. So if you're ready to be propelled by God's giant wave of grace, then grab your board. It's time for the ride of your life on the grace current. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I am so excited because today we have a guest that is near and dear to my heart as I have watched her go from my earliest times of coaching, group coaching, to launch school, to our level two, profiting and prospering. And wow, um, it has been so much fun to watch her grow and flourish and really now being carried away by the grace current. And it is crazy good to watch. Um, But first, I just want to remind you that our January 8th event is coming and there is a new link ready for you, thegracecurrent.com forward slash favored. And in there, you'll be able to join the free Facebook group before the event and bring your friends. We are going to be dropping some goodies, some candles. I know Carrie's in there already, ready to go. And uh, we can't wait to see you inside that group, getting ready to flourish in your favor. But now I get to welcome our to the show, my friend, Carrie. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here, Michelle. I'm really, really excited to to get to be on your podcast. I'm so excited. I know it's been a journey. It's been a journey we've been on together. And um, I want you to just, just tell people, our Grace Grant fam a little bit about you so they can just get to know you and love you like I do. Oh, sure. Well, really, um, my journey, it started back in oh, probably six, seven years ago. And um, everything was on me, or at least so I felt at that mm-hmm. point in time, uh, 2017. Um, I felt like it was on me. I was homeschooling our four kids. I felt like I needed to provide financially for our family. My husband had been Mr. Mom for a long time and getting back into the workforce after that, they're like, um, where have you been and what have you been doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I felt like it was on me to provide for our family. I was a workaholic. 
as a result, even though I was working out of my home and homeschooling my kids, I was a workaholic. I was unavailable to my family. I was cranky. I was neglecting myself. I would forget to eat because I was working so much. Exercise, forget it. Um, I lived constantly under guilt and shame and overwhelm and burnout. And um, it all kind of came to a head when, you know, my husband, he was, he was so supportive and really trying to help. And I just, I wouldn't, wouldn't have it. It was all on me. If it was to be, it was all up to me. I mean, that mm-hmm. was, that was the attitude. And as we were passing, you know, going between the, the bedroom and the bathroom, he's like, you need to give yourself grace. And I snapped my head around and I said, I don't have time for grace. Whoa, guys, are you there? Have you been there? I remember you telling me this story. And I think it's so funny that now my podcast is called The Grace Current. Because, yeah, yeah right? there's times where you just don't want to hear that. Like, I don't have time for this grace nonsense. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Lord's like, um, you know, if you don't have time for grace, you're in a really bad place. And I was like, um, yeah, that's not so good. And he started putting in my path. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 in, in the message train. Um, yeah. The message version. And one of the, the phrases that just smacked me in the head was learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And it was like, wait, what unforced rhythms of grace? What is that? Um, I put it out to the hive mind of Facebook. I'm asking friends, nobody could tell me what the unforced rhythms of grace were. And I'm like, but this is what I need. This is why I, I was so desperate for it. And um, it was really interesting. An acquaintance connected me with a friend of hers um, that ended up, I ended up getting connected with, with you um, mm-hmm. as a result of, of that, um, that conversation. Cause she's like, okay, well let's, let's have a conversation and talk about what that might mean. And, and so it became this, this tandem bike journey as it were. Mm-hmm. So coaching with Michelle and then um, this road of inner healing, the mm-hmm. Lord put me on the path of learning about prophetic heart healing and then getting trained in it because I was like, oh my goodness, this is where I get rid of the overwhelm and the burnout and the recognizing I was believing a lie that it was all on me. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, picking up you know, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I was picking up all these things that he had not given to me mm-hmm. and, and was trying to do all the things when he was like, that's not your responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. not what I have created you for. So, you know, I gained inner healing at a, at a really deep soul level. Um, I'd done some counseling in the past, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, everybody has trauma whether it's rejection or, you know, abuse or there's, there's a whole range. It's just life. life just brings, tra- brings on trauma, whether we want to call it trauma or just tough times mm-hmm. or whatever we want to call it. But I love that mm-hmm. you, you're just downright calling it trauma because it does leave its mark. It does. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was a child of divorce and, and other things. Um, so I had done some counseling and, and honestly, talk therapy has its place, but that deals with your conscious mind and your conscious mind is like, yeah, I want to change. I want this. I want to get out of this. Um, but as I got into inner healing, I discovered, oh, you know what? Your deep soul doesn't want to change. That's That's so good. Ladies, let's pause here. Your deep soul. What did Carrie just say? Because I think you need to hear this. Say it again, Carrie. 
So your deep soul doesn't want to change. Whoa, your deep soul doesn't want change. That's a tough one to admit because we think we're telling ourselves all the right things and then nothing ever changes. That's one thing I keep hearing. Nothing ever changes. Nothing ever changes. Nothing ever changes. And that's a lot of times why you do get a coach or a good coach will get you out of that rut or out of that place because they're, they're helping you walk consciously, your conscious mind out of the rut. But there are places that you found in your own life, right? Your own life mm-hmm. that you actually were just kind of deceiving yourself that you wanted to change, but no, not really. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, some of the breakthrough for me, I, um, as a result of an inner healing session, I came to understand that I had uh, made an agreement of self-condemnation that I would, oh yeah, (laughs) I would condemn myself more harshly than anybody else ever could because then their condemnation couldn't hurt me. Whoa, 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 whoa. How, explain to our audience who doesn't maybe have ever heard this this theory before about making an agreement, like what, let's break that down. Sure. Um, So at any point of trauma, at that point, that is an inroad for the enemy to say, Oh, I know you don't ever want to feel this way again. Let me help you. And so the enemy is the father of lies, right? Mm -hmm. So he offers this, this cake that looks so beautifully decorated, but it's not a cake on the inside. And, and so, you know, a lot of times we'll say yes to that because we want that panacea. We want that relief and God's offering us something at the same time, but he offers us truth. He offers us, you know, if he, he's, he's offering us an apple, he's offering us Mm -hmm. healing and that doesn't look as appealing as this beautifully decorated cake over here, except for under the frosting, it's bondage. It's a lie, right? It's, it's a lie. lie. It's an absolute lie. And so we say yes, and we, we say, say that yes lie. to the lie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so there are different types of agreement that we make. Um, the biggest, the most common, I guess, the most common type of agreement is a program agreement. And so we agree to operate in this way to obtain whatever it is that we want on the other end. So I agreed to a program of self-condemnation because I felt like it protect it would protect me from other people's rejection and condemnation. So you and, would say, I will write the script of condemnation and it'll be more severe than anyone else could write it. That way, if anybody throws anything at me, I can be like, yeah, I already knew that. I already believe that. I already believe the lie that I am this condemned person. And so you can't hurt me with it anymore. Is that kind of where we're going? Exactly. Bingo. So you had hit this place where you were making agreements with condemnation. Um, Other things are starting to pop up. And now you're also coaching with me and trying to get breakthrough on a business. Explain to our friends what that was, what that tug of war felt like. Oh my goodness. I, the one thing that the Lord had, had shown me was like, you know, it's time to do different, mm-hmm. not do more, not do differently, but just do something different. And so I was able to, to walk into that with, with Michelle. And one of the things that I think was really pivotal, um, as we were going through, she was talking about, you know, how things can get tangled in the heavenlies, how, 
you know, the enemy gets things um, wrapped up in the heavenlies and particularly with, with this inner healing piece that those two can be so intertwined and can keep us from operating in the grace current. It's like getting stuck. I, I live in the South. Okay. So we have streams and creeks, creeks. I don't call you it a call creek. A creek. I do not <laughs> call it a creek. It's a creek. <laughs> of course, with my ax, my little bit of an accent, it might come across as a creek. Mm-hmm. Um, but after a storm, things get snarled and they will block the flow. And, and I saw that. I remember a conversation we were having man, all the things were happening. I was injured in a car accident. Mm -hmm. My daughter was injured in another thing. I mean, it's just like one thing after another and issues with insurance. And it was, and as we're talking, I'm just like, yeah, this is how it is. And she's like, this is not normal. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) This is not normal. This is not normal. And, And sometimes you need that person that's outside of yourself to recognize um, either the, you know, either that, Hey, you're really good at this and you don't recognize you're really good at it because it just comes naturally, or mm-hmm. you've just been in the muck so long. You don't realize you're even in the muck. I love that. that. Like we that. make those agreements. We're living in the muck and we don't even know it can be different. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of times tangled up in the spirit realm where we've made those agreements and they've hijacked our grace now to it. We're not inheriting it anymore. And so, so you're realizing this now as we're having some conversations and what happens next, like walk us through what happens next in your step, in your journey of flourishing. Sure. So to be able, I mean, once, once things are brought to light, once that light Mm. is, is shined on things, that's when you can deal with it. And so, you know, to be able to go in and stand in the authority that I have as a daughter of the King of Kings Mm -hmm. and the Lord of Lords to armor up covered in the blood of Christ. That's when I can address those things in the heavenlies Mm -hmm. with victory and and to come against that. And so to see those things pushed away and and to be able to see who I am created to be. And what God has placed in me with my giftings um, that that he's like, yeah, this is what I want you to bring to the world. That it's was just incredible. Me. I remember that moment where you were like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I think it's really amazing, you guys, that once Carrie could clear the muck, she was able to see her true identity, number one, and then also her where her favor was, where the favor was on her life, like what she was where her territory was. We started talking more in depth about your territory and your assignment for the season. And all of that started becoming a little bit more clear and defined as you were getting rid of the old mucky mire and stepping into the new, who is Carrie? What does she carry? What does Carrie carry? Where is she headed? And I think it's really critical, you guys, to see that, that this is the point where she's clearing kind of I always bring in that analogy of gardening and how each plant flourishes in its different setting. Right. And and no one's going to flourish where the other person's meant to be like each veggie needs its own sunlight and water distribution. And here Carrie's doing that. Like she's doing the hard work. This was not easy. I want you guys to know this was not an easy time for her. This was a really challenging season where um, there was a lot of tears showing up to these, these, 
sessions and trying to figure out what she couldn't see. And this is, this is what's kind of the restoration phase. Like what each year when we replant our garden, we have to do some tending, right? We have to pull back all the overgrowth, clip it back, get some new topsoil in there and, and stir it up. And it, and it doesn't look very pretty at that time, right? The garden is looking pretty sad and, um, and just kind of dead. And I think that was maybe this phase where we're starting to see, like, we're putting in the right ingredients. We're putting in the, the fertilizer of faith in there and starting to get Carrie like really prepped for flourishing. So now we're here, we're starting to see what you carry. And now you start this journey of getting certified, right? Is that the next step you decided to take? So I did, I took a year to get certified in another um, modality. So, and I just, I, recently completed my certification. So I'm a master level Splunkna practitioner and I am one of the few that are certified um, to do it virtually. Online. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love this because <laughs> our family's been able to take advantage because Carrie is not here in my town. And so we've even benefited uh, from her. And Carrie, this is not easy and it is not cheap. It is a lot of hours, a lot of dedication. And um, so it was kind of this underground, like, you know, guys, before you see the plants flourish, right? All and the little sprouts come up, all that work's going on underground. The seed is breaking, it's opening up and it's putting down roots. And I think that's maybe like what we're seeing here is like, that was your, that was sort of your rooting, your rooting time. It it really was. And, and honestly, I'm feeling a bit like bamboo. Because um, oh. bamboo, you know, it takes years mm. of root growth before you see anything above the surface. And but once that root, those roots are established, you can actually almost watch bamboo grow. It, that's mm. the rate that it that it grows and flourishes. And it's very prolific. And so that's been just an incredible journey to see to say, OK, Lord, you know, I've put in the hard yards. Mm. I have I have done the work and and along the way, you know, he's he's let me partner with him to help other people bring breakthrough in their mm. lives as well. And and now he's just he is. I feel like I am on the surfboard and and he is just really pushing me forward, which is exciting to yeah. be a part of. It is. It's been exciting to watch and exciting to cheer you on and to see your faithfulness. There has just been such a, a level of faith and a level of drive and commitment, even in the toughest days. And so I just want to applaud you. We're going to break here. I'm going to bring Carrie back for our next episode. And we're going to talk about the modality of heart healing and how it can help you if you are ready to kind of tend the soil and get some freedom here from the mucky mire and really see where you can flourish and where your territory is. And so Carrie, thank you for being here and thank you for coming back for the next episode. <laughs> I'm excited. All right, friends. Thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next time on The Grace Current. Thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast. Did this episode encourage you or unlock something new for you today? I'd love to hear about it. You can drop me a message and leave a review on Apple iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And then, hey, would you pray about who else in your life might need to hear this podcast too? Then share a link with them. 
Lastly, if you're looking for a more solid understanding of grace, you can get on the wait list for my new book by clicking on the link in the show notes. All right, friends, that's a wrap. We'll catch you next time on The Grace Current.